Hello, welcome back to Solidarity on the Bench. I am your host, Katie Yu, and I am so excited for today's episode. If you guys can already tell from the title, we are going to be talking about my thesis, which if you followed me from February 2022 onwards, you will know that I have been completing my economics senior thesis since February, and I finished it in December, which was really exciting, but I ended up studying the that girl phenomena and using wellness influencers to see if we have like changes in product consumption and all of these crazy economics things. That's not necessarily what I want to talk to you guys about today. What I want to talk about is who is that girl? So if you've clicked on this episode and you have no idea what I'm talking about, let me just give you a quick rundown. I ended up completing my senior thesis in December of 2022 for my economics major, and I am right now completing my sociology thesis, which will be finished in 2023, May. And I just wanted to say my thesis was focused on the that girl and wellness phenomena, specifically the intersection of like having mental health, physical wellness, and emotional intelligence being in the forefront of people's new identities and having identity subcultures such as that girl being something that people can subscribe to and what that means in terms of consumption preferences and attitudes to brand recognition and all of that stuff. So The agenda for today's episode is I will first be talking about who that girl is, according to my research, what my thesis was about, what the takeaways are for my thesis, and how you can apply these takeaways to your daily life. So buckle up, this one might be a long one, but I promise you it's so, so worth it because this is a topic that I'm super passionate about and I'm so excited to share it with you guys. So number one, who is that girl? TikTok and Instagram get this wrong. That girl is not necessarily someone who is white, blonde, skinny, and affluent. That girl, what it is at its core, is who your best self is. That girl is very much personalized and individual to whoever you are. So whatever your best self is, that's who your that girl is. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to drink green juices and go to Pilates five times a week. That girl is whoever your best self is. So Instagram and TikTok have commodified this identity to represent thin, white, privileged women. And I just want to put forth that that is not the case and that you can be that girl looking like anything. I am a little Asian woman and I am that girl, you know? Those identities should not matter as much as the internet has told us that they do, especially in this subculture. So my, for my thesis, I actually surveyed over 750 individuals, a lot of them being you guys, my followers, across the U.S. to see what your relationship to the that girl wellness identity could predict about consumption. Said differently, people who identify as that girl or highly identify because it was a sliding scale, would they buy the brand name or the aesthetic version of a product so that they can better fit into this aesthetic for Instagram or real life? And the products that I chose was a matching workout set from Set Active and the 5-Minute Journal. And if you have been on this side of the internet, you know what both of those things are. And I compared that against two generic versions, and I also put in two placebo products just to see if maybe people just had a higher willingness to pay for brand name items. And basically, the reason why I did this was because because I wanted to see if there was actual statistical significance to explain 
what I do. <laughs> because I find myself often gravitating towards the brand names when there's a generic version that looks exactly the same. I mean, this is not really counting, you know, ethics and slave labor and the price and all of that stuff, but I realize that I often like buying the brand name more, even though the generic product is cheaper and pretty much the same. So the takeaway from my thesis is that yes, there is. People who more closely identify as quote-unquote that girl have a 5% predicted probability in choosing the popular that girl product. So unfortunately, I couldn't describe why because that wasn't really surveyed in my thesis. Everyone was anonymous. I wish I could ask you guys. But I did control for people who, as I said before, may have a higher willingness to pay for branded products by throwing in those two placebos. And 5% may not seem like a lot, but it was statistically significant, and it was more than when I compared to the placebo products. So there was some merit in saying that if you closely identify with the quote-unquote that girl, that you would buy into the brand name items as opposed to your counterparts who don't necessarily as closely identify with that girl. So obviously the drawbacks was this was a small study in terms, in the grand scheme of things, 750 people really isn't that many and it had a lot of limitations. So number one, you know, the parameters that I chose to define as that girl was a little bit tricky. I was just going off of my own understanding, so I had categories like physical wellness, like I like to work out for my mental health, or being self-improvement focused, or, you know, having a skincare routine, journaling and reading, all of these things kind of added up to your that girl score. So the parameters I chose to define that girl, you know, is very subjective. Number two, the products I chose, I didn't even think about the fact that men don't really wear matching workout sets from Set Active. I mean, they can, totally, but I didn't realize that, or I didn't really think about how gendered a workout set could be. Obviously, quote-unquote, that girl is gendered language, although that it refers to the entire wellness identity as a whole. It definitely has been, you know, taken up by woman in this space. So that girl being gendered language wasn't really so so great for my thesis. So I ended up using that girl and the wellness identity interchangeably. The sample of my survey, so having it be 18 plus college age students in the US, that was a lot just to satisfy the IRB ethics board because if I wanted to do, you know, minors or like people of all ages and not in the US, I would have had to jump through a lot more hoops to get this survey approved. So that was mainly just to cater for the ethics that I was doing and because I was on such a tight time frame, I didn't really have time to like argue for why the rest of the world should be included. But again, we, even with all these drawbacks, I realized that this is still a very interesting phenomenon where I see that people are number one, buying into an identity because as I did a lot of research, like people will naturally define themselves in groups and we like knowing who we are and who we're not. And so when we're younger, we actually define ourselves by who we are not. We're like, we're not like these people, but we don't really have an identity. And so a lot of our identity is in like that negative aspect where we're like, we are not this, but we don't really know what we are, but we just know that we're not that. And people say like, you know, it's great in jobs when you know what you don't want to do versus knowing exactly what you want to do. It's a very interesting phenomenon where identity subculture is now affecting purchasing decisions and 
I was kind of the first study to look at the wellness culture, but I'm sure that there's things for like visco girls or like emo girls or all of those things. And then number two is buying into the consumption practices of this identity. So, I mean, identity subcultures is not necessarily a new thing. As I said before, there was like scene girls and MySpace girls back in 2007. The new thing about my research is that no one has actually ever studied the impact of consumption and like the impact of being associated with that identity on your consumption. Because I feel like going with this scene girls, scene people will go and buy from Hot Topic. And like that's the association that we have. And so in the same vein, quote unquote, that girls will buy from Set Active or Lululemon or Gymshark or whatever, you know, the popular workout brands are. And they'll drink athletic greens and they'll use the five minute journal and all of these things. So it was a very interesting, very interesting study. I was really glad that I did it. Again, the drawbacks of being in this identity subculture like that girl is that it really is trend-based. So my thesis is now kind of not irrelevant, but we see that that girl or the notion of that girl is dying in favor of being a vanilla girl or a clean girl or whatever this is. So honestly, my hot take is that all of these identity subcultures is just leaning into us consuming more and I'm now on anti-consumption TikTok which is hilarious and people are not recommending products that are trending because they want us to consume less which I absolutely love because I think that in this day and age having products be so accessible to us we think that we need the new thing to you know live our best life but the new thing is always constantly changing and so it always makes us feel like we are inadequate if we don't have the new thing so Maybe identity subcultures now are less about actually being a part of that identity and more about projecting an image, and it's this whole scheme by capitalistic culture. Who knows? The takeaway that I want to give you guys is that to take back our power from capitalism, we need to stop equating that girl with products and start equating it with who you are on the inside. So a huge takeaway that I came away with and something I'm going to be researching in the future is that being that girl is half about doing the inner work and half about how you present yourself. Like, let's just take a moment and think about that. Half of the identity of being that girl is actually about being that girl. And half of it is how we market ourselves and sell ourselves on the internet. So capitalism. Who cares if you're actually healing yourself if you're not going to show how you're doing that? And I think that the process, the being that girl really is showing the process of becoming your best self. For me, my best self or the definition of that completely changes a lot of the time. So don't get me wrong. My entire account is the definition of a capitalistic that girl. I don't actually post a lot of products that like typical that girls would post and I don't really like taking on brand deals for brands that I don't personally use and so I'm trying to limit myself in that way in not promoting the capitalistic side of that girl more so showing the inner healing and the inner work that I've been doing to become that girl so focusing again on number one which is inner healing and not number two which is how I look but we need to as a society and as you guys as listeners and as individual people, we really need to reframe our mindsets to put more emphasis on the first half of actually doing the inner work. 
I had one of my reels blow up over the winter break and it was me saying like I used to look on Pinterest and wish that I looked like those girls and then I became her and a lot of people in the comments are like I wish like manifesting all of these things and I was like I hope you guys know that the clips that I chose are very much highlight reels of my life it very much is not what my life looks like on a daily basis and I think right now especially what I'm having trouble with is I don't really want to create content in my dorm because it doesn't really look like what I would assume that girl looks like all of my furniture is provided by my school so it's all this like dark cherry wood color and it's not really my vibe right I love like a good clean aesthetic so it's really hard with a lack of natural lighting to feel the need to create content like in my room and it's just it's a lot harder to create the content that I want to create and showcase my lifestyle in an aesthetic way and that is the crux of the problem is that like my real life doesn't really look as edited as I make it look on Instagram that's the tea um (laughs) that's the tea so I just want to say like if you don't really see me posting when I'm at school yes number one I'm super busy just being social and writing my second thesis and doing all of these things but number two it's also because I think that creating aesthetic content in my dorm is really hard like I'm not constantly surrounded by places that like I find really aesthetic like I have to walk outside to take a picture you know and then it's just like oh that's really awkward I don't want people like seeing me taking pictures and videos of my school I think that's kind of embarrassing but again that's a personal problem we need to put more emphasis on showcasing the actual process of healing we need to stop thinking that that girl needs to look a certain way and I know that I'm definitely not helping the cause by posting only aesthetic stuff but I want to reframe the idea that I need to look a certain way to be able to claim this label of that girl next time you see someone posting aesthetic stuff on the internet Please remind yourself that number one, it's probably their job to look so put together all the time. I can definitely attest to that. Number two, you don't need to buy into the capitalistic stuff that says you can only be that girl if you have a matching Lululemon workout set. And three, remember that that girl is just whoever your best self is. So don't fall for the internet who has turned the definition of your best self to be one thing. Like maybe your best self doesn't wake up at 8 a.m. because you're a night owl. That is totally fine. You can still be your best self if you wake up at 10 a.m. Because your best self is just making your life and your habits and what that looks like work for you and to be something that you are happy with. Also realizing that the internet and the that girl trend can be very toxic, but ultimately if you realize that so much of what thrives on social media boils down to what sells, aka capitalism, you can learn to be inspired by what you see instead of feeling inadequate. My economics major is really popping off, talking about consumption and capitalism and really bashing on that. I am so sorry. That's why, again, and this is what I said before, like, I don't really post a matching workout set or a green smoothie because that just isn't my definition of my best self. And so I'm trying to keep it real with you guys while also breaking the stereotypes of what, quote unquote, that girl is. Again, it should not be about how your life looks. It should be about how your life feels. So if if you've ever felt inspired and want to start creating content that looks or talks about 
being that girl or how to be your best self or stepping into the wellness niche, I hope you know that there is space for you and that there will always be space for you because what you bring to the table is so unique and that is your own story. And we need to start emphasizing how important it is to have differences in the that girl subculture. What I like about what I do, and this is a little bit of bragging, is that it is about educational content and it's not necessarily about like look at me I'm living my best life aren't you so jealous and there is so much merit to people who do that that's such aspirational incredible content and I look up to a lot of people who do that but mine is more like hey you can do what I do too you can do this no matter what you look like no matter how you feel whatever matters What matters is that you're showing up and you're doing the work for yourself and you're learning and you're creating and you're thriving and you're doing something that you love. And I think that's a huge key takeaway with anything with social media is that people talk about niches, they talk about strategies, and I get super overwhelmed with being like, you have to be on YouTube shorts and TikTok and Instagram reels and Pinterest and Goodreads. I was going to say Goodreads. I think that's really just a me thing because I read so often, but you have to like be influencing on like 500 different platforms and creating this amount of content on each platform a day and I just want to reframe that especially with like being that girl whatever that girl looks like for you and now I'm just ranting about content creation but whatever that looks like for you is perfect and you need to love yourself and take that expectation away from yourself and again in the in the field of both content creation and that girl like you're gonna mess up and you're going it's not going to be pretty the process of being your best self is not going to be pretty pretty and there's going to be moments where it's going to be uglier than others and at the beginning you're definitely going to have more of those ugly moments and as you kind of figure out who you are and start basing your identity on who you are instead of who you're not it's going to be less and less ugly of a process, but just know that any step of the process is so valuable, it's so needed, and I would love if people just start showing more rawness and realness online and being like, hey, I'm showing up, I'm not having a great day, but I just want you guys to know that that is so normal, and I think that as a generation, we're doing a great job of moving social media away from being a highlight reel and onto being more real, but we can always do a better job. And I think that you have to take your, take the process off of being that girl in one day and just enjoy the process of being that girl. And what I hated about recovery is that people told me that there is no end, you're always going to be continuing to recover and you're always going to have to do the work. And I was like, that sucks. Like, why would I want to start recovering now at 20 when I always have to be doing this work? And I have to say you know, it's so valuable. It was, I'm so glad that I started when I did and I started so young because that means I have the rest of my life to enjoy doing that work and falling in love with the process and really enjoying becoming who I want to be. And that is, is that who I want to be is not a locked in. It's not a fixed thing. It's always going to be moving and changing. And that's why there's no end destination recovery. It's not necessarily because recovery is such a dragged out process but it really is because who you want to be day to day is going to change and it's going to look different and you're always going to be wanting you're always going to be constantly evolving and you're always going to be different and that's such a beautiful thing so 
Thank you for listening to my rant about being that girl and what that means to me. Thank you if you did participate in my thesis. Thank you if you didn't. Thank you just for being here, not even listening to this podcast, but being alive here on this earth. I know that it definitely has not been easy and I am so, so, so proud of you just for being alive. So I hope you're proud of yourself as well. And if you're not, I'll be proud of you for the both of us until you do feel that pride for yourself and that self-love. Until we meet again, or I'll see you in other corners of the internet, all of my links are linked down below, and as always, I hope you feel solidarity on this bench of being that girl. So, I love you guys so much, and I hope you're having a great rest of your day.